Hey, all right. So it's uh, it's it's it's, 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 it's uh, Thursday, <clears throat> September, September Ocho, Ocho de Cuatro, and uh, yeah. So dynamite happened last night, and it was it was good. It was fine. Uh, boy, they made. Yeah. They made no mention of CM Punk, no mention of the Young Bucks, no mention of Kenny Omega, no mention of anything. A lot of people on Twitter, I mean, it was a good idea and everybody had the idea or everybody stole the idea. I saw it multiple times that they <laughs> that they suggested that AEW should have had because John Moxley, a.k.a. formerly known FKA, Dean Ambrose, John Moxley <clears throat> lost the AEW world title to CM Punk on Sunday at the pay-per-view. And um, people were saying on Twitter, oh, they should ha- start off AEW where Moxley wakes up in bed, like sits up like, ah, and Renee Paquette, his wife, is next to him. She's like, what's the matter? And he just goes, oh, I had the worst, I had the worst nightmare. And then he looks over and his championship belt is, is sitting on the nightstand or something next to him. Uh, yeah, I, I thought that was kind of, you know, kind of a cute thing a little, maybe a little too cutesy for some, but I, I would have, I think that would have been funny if they just showed like a, you know, clip of the pay-per-view of CM Punk winning the title and then. Uh, Moxley waking up and saying, oh, it was just a dream. But it would also have been really stupid. (laughs) But why wouldn't wrestling? I mean, would it be the stupidest thing that's ever happened in wrestling? Hell no. Remember, Triple H once dressed up as Kane and had sex with a corpse inside a coffin at a funeral home. I don't know if I was, like, as a wrestling fan... Like 2002 was a year that started out with so much promise, and I was so excited. I mean, you know, you've got Rock. He's a, you know, Rock is Rock and Hogan. Hulk Hogan's back for the first time in almost a decade. Nash and Hall are back. Uh, Stone Cold and The Rock still going strong, and Triple H and Undertaker and Ric Flair. Mr. Perfect's back, plus the, you know, Kurt Angle and Jericho and Edge and everybody. Then over the summer, uh, Eddie Guerrero returns, and uh, Chris Benoit returned, and Rey Mysterio makes his debut. Shawn Michaels makes his return to the ring for the first time in five years almost. Uh, and you've got like Brock Lesnar made his debut right after WrestleMania. John Cena, Randy Orton, Batista. You'd think 2002, when you talk about the the wrestlers who were there, you'd think it was like the best year ever. I'll tell you what, man. Yeah, from, you know, WrestleMania was good. Hogan and Rock was good that year. Uh, SummerSlam was really good. SummerSlam 2002 is one of the best SummerSlams ever. Maybe the best. It might be the best SummerSlam in my... It's just all good matches. Kurt Angle versus Rey Mysterio. I don't know. What was it? Uh, Jericho versus Flair. Anyway. Shawn Michaels versus Triple H. Brock Lesnar versus... I mean, it's great. Benoit versus RVD. 
really good SummerSlam. And then pretty much like a week after that SummerSlam, w, it, the whole product just sucked for the rest of the – well, let me correct that. On Monday Night Raw, Monday Night Raw sucked for the rest of the year and for the foreseeable future uh, until really as far as I'm concerned – once uh, Shawn Michaels came back and was like officially a full-time wrestler in the spring of 2003 and Stone Cold Steve Austin's back on Raw and he's the co-general manager with Eric Bischoff. And that was another thing that happened in the summer of 2002. Eric Bischoff on the stage on Monday Night Raw hugging Vince McMahon. Like what a sight to see. 2002 was a year filled with things you just were like, wow, I can't believe that happened. And then somehow they get to they get to September, October, and somehow we went from all of that to Triple H wearing a cane mask, uh, simulating necrophilia with a corpse in a funeral home. And I'm just like, what? Like that was that was the most like truly that was the most depressed I had ever been watching wrestling i just remember watching this and thinking what what is that you know it's one of those things where it's like you know i tell people how much i love wrestling and how fun it is and the personalities and the characters are, are so good you know the, the the good ones are really good and the matches can be really fun to watch and it's just enjoyable and then something like that happens and it's like that would be the time that i would recommend hey you should watch wrestling it's great and then a friend would turn it on and see uh, a guy in a mask humping a corpse. And they'd either say, this is the greatest thing ever, I'm hooked. Or if they were a sane person, they would say, ew, what the fuck? <sighs> anyway, who cares about that? Uh, my only point is, WWE once had uh, a scene where a wrestler had sex with a corpse. Or we were led to believe that. Um, so, John Moxley waking up with his title belt next to him in bed. <laughs> or if he like pulled the covers down and he's wearing the belt, like that that could have been kind of funny. Um, but, you know, they didn't go in that direction. But truly there was no CM Punk, no Kenny Omega, no Young Bucks. Not only were they not on the show, they weren't even mentioned. Not even a, a little. The closest thing was like MJF coming out and doing some of CM Punk's little like mannerisms, you know, and, and doing the, you know, pretending to be a good guy. He came out, he got a, and this is what's so great about MJF switching over to MJF. They, they started off the show with him, which was a good idea, you know, suck people in. That's what they're there to see. Um, and then if they're like me, they, they watch the whole show cause it's good wrestling, but also they're watching to the very end to see if at like, uh, at nine fifty seven PM, are we suddenly going to have these guys show up? And then it's like, oh, okay, it's all a work. But now, <laughs> I guess I have to do a little, uh, do I have to eat crow? Is that what I have to do? I don't even know what that means. Does that mean there's like an actual crow and you have to eat it and that's your, I mean, it, obviously it comes from something. I just don't know what. So anyway. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, it looks like I probably was, uh, I think I could probably officially, and, and, and by the way, this would be the, this would really be the brilliance of it. Well, I don't know if it'd be brilliant. 
maybe it's you, you don't know if something's brilliant until sometimes weeks months years decades later and then you can look back and like wow that was brilliant except in 2002 when triple h was humping a corpse dressed as Kane, and i said that's the stupidest thing ever and in a year from now i'll think it's the stupidest thing ever and in 20 years from now i'll think it's just and here we are almost uh, the 20 year anniversary of having sex with katie vick the corpse at the funeral home <laughs> dressed as Kane, uh and i can say that that's still uh, yeah maybe the lowest point i mean as far as on-screen stuff the lowest point was like Owen Hart dying in the ring. Bret Hart, one of the most beloved wrestlers of all time, getting uh, screwed in Montreal. There's some low, but necrophilia is up there. (laughs) Unless you're big into necrophilia, then it might have been the time of your life uh, back in 2002 watching wrestling. Oh, man. Uh also comes to mind Vince McMahon dressed up as a doctor, uh, given a, an enema or something to to Jim Ross. I've got the window open and I'm like, who, who, who's talking? Who is who's who goes there? Uh, anyway, um. Yeah, Vince McMahon uh, simulating uh, shoving an enema or something up Jim Ross's ass in a scene where he was playing a doctor. Uh, That was really... There's a lot of... Boy, there's so many shitty parts of (laughs) watching wrestling. But anyway, and it was a shitty thing last night when none of those guys were there. Punk, the Bucks, Omega. Like, okay, they really are suspended. And in CM Punk's case... Maybe we've seen the last of him, but also maybe not. It's not like, okay, these guys are suspended and they're never coming back or CM Punk's not suspended, but that's because they're not going to bother suspending him. They're just going to fire him. Maybe. But you know what? In wrestling, crazier shit's happened. And every time you think you've seen the craziest thing, it gets crazier. And this is certainly one of the craziest things that's happened in wrestling. And uh, I think, man, I don't know about CM Punk because he clearly, he's he's got his own way of doing things. Not the most orthodox way. And clearly, after the, the year-long love fest that we're now coming out of with CM Punk back in wrestling, back in AEW, holy shit. Uh, now that love fest is officially over and it could just be that CM Punk, you know, and now we've kind of realized like, okay, CM Punk shit, I guess he is just, uh, still the same, the same old CM Punk that we remembered back when he was still in WWE and very, very angry. Um, it is funny though. Like people make a good point that, Oh, this happened in WWE, and everybody was on Punk's side, and boo, WWE. And now it's happening in AEW, the exact same thing. And everybody's pissed off at CM Punk, and it's not AEW's fault. It's not the exact same thing. <laughs> and we also, we don't know everything that's happening with CM Punk. I'm not, 
I'm not pissed at seeing. I'm not pissed at anybody because I wasn't there, and everything that they're saying that happened, I don't know if it happened, and it's still possible that none of that shit happened, and we're still being worked because I'm at the point now where after watching Dynamite last night, where I say, "Fuck, those guys weren't on the show." Uh, this uh, this this uh, looks to be a real situation here. And we may have seen the last of CM Punk in AEW. And we may not see Omega and the Bucks for, I don't know, maybe it's a 30-day suspension. Maybe it's maybe they'll be back next week. Who knows? I'll tell you what, though. Next week's Dynamite is in, last night they were in Buffalo. Next week they're in Albany. Goddamn. I'd, I'd have tickets to that fucking show if I were in the Albany area. There was half. I had half a mind to say, you know what? Let's see. Wednesday night, I'll just drive. Let's see if I leave work. <laughs> I log off work at four and get on the road. I could be there uh, by seven, between seven and eight, and uh, and I get there in time to watch the show. It ends around ten o'clock, and then they would tape another show after that. But I'd leave at ten. It's Albany, it's not Boston, so there's not like crazy traffic to fight. I don't have to worry about getting on a train. So I could park reasonably. Cl- I've gone to the Pepsi Arena, whatever it's called now, the Nick. M- it's like the MVP Center or something. I don't know. But anyway, uh, I've gone there a million times. There's never, ever, I mean, it's Albany. There's never an issue getting parking. Um, at that arena I thought yeah boy if I left it I left it four and I drive out and I watch and then I get leave and I come back and I'll be back by like one two in the morning and then I get up and take the kids to school at six okay never mind I'm not gonna go I'll just watch it on tv that'll be just fine And then it'll end up being like the craziest episode of Dynamite ever. And we find out that this is all work. And CM Punk like shows up in the crowd and Omega and the Young Bucks. And they just brawl and it's nuts. That's probably what's going to happen next week. But then again, the week after that, they're at Arthur Ashe Stadium having their big, uh, whatever it's called, the Grand Slam or something like that. And that's when they're going to have the finals of the championship tournament. And and by the way, that's Tony Khan actually kicked off Dynamite to say he didn't say anything. He didn't even mention CM Punk. He didn't. He just said the trio's titles are now vacated, um, and will be decided to, in a match tonight. Didn't mention who the trio's champions were that had to vacate their titles. Of course, it was Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. Uh, and then he said in the AEW World Title will also be declared vacant, effective immediately, and will be decided uh, in, a, in a miniature, a mini tournament uh, that had, a, you know, basically, I think, a, was it a four-person? A- anyways, uh, they had a, a match last night, and Brian Danielson moves on, and Jericho, and... I can't remember who's who's wrestling who, but in any event, they've got a little tournament, and <clears throat> it will continue on Friday on their Rampage show, and then next Wednesday in Albany, there'll be a match, and then uh, 
and then you'll have the finals uh, uh, September 21st and that Arthur Ashe Grand Slam, whatever it's called. If, in fact, <laughs> here's what I say. If we get to Arthur Ashe Stadium and that big event that they're having and it's 10.01 p.m. and AEW Dynamite has officially ended, it's off the air, and if it goes off the air and we have not seen... I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Omega and the Bucks by then, but if we don't see uh, CM Punk... Then yeah, then it's then it's probably not a, a fictitious, uh, made up situation to blur the lines. It's probably the end, and who knows? There might be a CM Punk related announcement anytime in the today, tomorrow, saying that he's gone. But I there's still that little bit that says eh, maybe they did the same shit with MJF when MJF came out. And gave his rant back in June. And, you know, everybody sucks. Fuck everyone. Fuck you, Tony Khan. Fire me, you fuckhead. Fuck face. I didn't say all those things. But, uh, you know, he had had some uh, no... um, he had nothing positive to say about a lot of people, and he was really pissed off, and he said, fucking fire me, I'm fucking out of here. And then even even the, the next segment after that, the broadcasters, Jim Ross, Tony Schiavone, Excalibur, those guys, Taz, whoever, didn't make a single mention of it, didn't reference, didn't even come back from the commercial or, or something and just say, oh, well, we apologize, folks. Um. And, and then and then that was it. Came back, came back from commercial, moved on with the show, and then never spoke of MJF. He wasn't spoken of on their TV show. All references to him on social media, on the website, everything. He was just completely removed. And of course, at no point did anyone. I mean, some people thought, "Oh, wow, he's. I guess he's really gone." At no point did I ever think anything but like, oh, this is this is exciting, and he's going to return eventually. And he did return, and it probably wasn't as big and exciting as it could have been because the whole thing was supposed to be him returning to go after CM Punk, and they probably, under other circumstances, would have had MJF and CM Punk verbally uh, go back and forth last night on AEW instead John Moxley who wasn't even supposed to be on the show and as he even said he was supposed to be on vacation uh he showed up and probably what you saw between John Moxley and MJF last night was uh was what we were supposed to see with CM Punk I'm I'm guessing uh but you know this whole thing has happened with MJF there's no reason to think that it's uh, that they wouldn't do it again and do it so so close to MJF's thing, you know that was so believable. He oh he's done with the company. He walked out. He wanted to be fired. They're going to let him go. He's going to go to WWE, whatever. Uh, and now they've got a similar thing where instead of doing something live, uh, you know, in in the as a backstage brawl that nobody saw, 
and uh, <laughs> and then and then then all the news. Every that's the thing. Everything we other than CM Punk having that press conference and those were the words coming out of his mouth and they were not so nice. Um, but everything after that, it's all it's all hearsay because I wasn't there. Did they really have a big brawl in the locker room that went on for six minutes? I, I don't know. Maybe. I guess. I, I seriously just don't think so, though. But anyway, after last night, uh, I, I, I still say that in Arthur Ashe Stadium, uh, you're going to see all four of those guys. But that, that could be me just trying to hang on to the fact that I hope that none of them are suspended for very long and I hope none of them are fired because CM Punk, even though he's clearly uh, a, a pretty difficult guy uh, to work with, uh, he, he's very set in his ways. And look, he's the common thread in any of these like issues that have happened. He's talking about Hangman Page being a prick and Omega and the Young Bucks, those guys are pricks and MJF is a prick. And Tony Khan, he just puts me with all pricks. And it's like, well, there is a common thread <laughs> all these pricks that you mention. Uh, uh, Queen Elizabeth under medical supervision. Jesus Christ. Do you know what that means? We're going to be following her stupid medical supervision 24-7 until like a few days from now when she dies. And then... That's all you're going to hear about. All the shit going on in the world. All the like wars and potential wars and democracy hanging on by a thread and climate change and just uh, all these terrible things going on at all times. Uh, and all you're going to hear about all weekend long or whenever she dies, that's all you're going to hear about. And retrospectives and they're going to have primetime specials. And I just can't fucking yeah there's there's no amount of coverage of the royal family that is too little for me no coverage of the royal family is still too much i want negative coverage whatever that means i guess it means the royal family becomes reporters and they start covering the reporters i don't know but look she seems like a nice old broad she's the queen she's been around forever and she's probably going to die soon. And that's sad because, you know, she, uh, there's a strained relationship there, obviously, with the one guy, whatever, Harry or Larry or whatever the fucking guy's name is, the prince. What's this fucking... There's Harry and then the other guys, like Leroy or something. I don't give two fucking fucks about those fucks. But uh, that's all you're going to goddamn hear about. Like, Princess Diana, okay, that I get. Beloved, and so is the queen. And and Diana was really, uh, you know, a different story because she was not from royalty. And then she was, she's a princess. And then she dies in a horrific way that could have certainly been avoided and she'd still be alive. And so, yeah, we're going to talk about that for a long time and people are going to be obsessed because it's a... It's not a, you know, it's not a 90 something year old just dying because they're old. It's a I don't know how old she was she 30 something back then. I don't God, would she would she even be 60 if she was still alive? That was 25 years ago that she died. Anyway, uh enough about that. 
Oh, yeah, Boston school's open today. Big test of the orange line. Big test of the orange line. What's the test? The orange line's still shut down for another week. <laughs> week and a half. What's the test? How how well can kids walk on railroad tracks that are not being utilized at all? Is that the big test? <laughs> oh, how how well do the kids get on bus, just random buses that they hope are going to their school? God damn. What a mess. Jesus. What a fucking mess. Like, you know, big cities are great. It's really neat. It's lovely to go into Boston and play. We always do. It's lovely to go into Manhattan. I love New York City. It's the best city on earth. And walk around, and it's so fun, and it's great. And if the time comes that I can, like, buy some kind of, like, just not not even a one-bedroom, like a studio that's like the equivalent of just us going to a hotel room and, but, but just having a place to stay and, uh, you know, but I also don't want to do that because the housing market is the way it is so much because of people just investing and buying places where they don't live and you know, all this stuff. And I, there's part of me that just thinks like, yeah, you know what? Let somebody have it. Who's just going to like live there all the time. Um, Uh, anyway, uh, back to wrestling, the orange line, my God, (sighs) you know, if they need to have a funeral procession for the queen, when she kicks off, they could have it on, on the orange line tracks because nothing's happening on there. (laughs) Oh man. Uh, Anyway. All right. Especially the wrestling thing, you know. It's clear that CM Punk is still the same CM Punk unless we're still being worked, which I still, I just feel like, God, if if he still is that same way and all of this is real, he's a fucking baby. He's a fucking 45 or whatever, however old he is. He's only two or three years older than I am, I think. Uh, he's a 40-something-year-old baby. If this actually is all really really real um which is also why maybe it's more a wishful thinking that this whole thing is a work and it's all baloney because i don't want it to be true that like god damn he really said all that shit just to just to fucking say it and be a prick and shit on the company that has no doubt paid him handsomely over the last uh, 13 months or so but anyway, here's a, a little bit of an update, though. Uh, da 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 da. Where are we? Uh, where is this? Uh, the elite's version of events. Okay, Young Bucks and Kenny Omega—they're known as the Elite together. A day after this is by Cy Mohan on Wrestling Inc. A day after reporting on CM Punk and Ace Steel's account. Uh, on, on, on CM Punk and A Steel's account of what happened, Fightful Select has now disclosed details from the other side involved in Sunday's infamous AEW all-out altercation. Did somebody name it that? Because then it's really, it's definitely fake if they're calling it the all-out altercation. Uh, Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. Okay. 
According to sources close to the elite, Young Bucks did approach CM Punk in his locker room to discuss Punk's scathing comments during the post-all-out media scrum. However, they did not kick the door open, as claimed by the other side, and simply opened the door to engage Punk in conversation. By the way, isn't it just... Not even this story, but any story that has two sides to it that nobody else was there. Isn't it fucking crazy how different those accounts are? I mean, you've got one side saying, like, they kicked the door in and just ran up and started punching. And then they're saying, like, no, they they peeked their heads in the door and CM Punk just ran up and started punching them. It's like, okay... Well, one of those things didn't happen. One of those things maybe happened. Somewhere in between is probably the truth where, you know, they probably were angrily banging on the door and trying to forcibly open it. And Punk probably felt, uh, you know, an invasion of personal space and uh, started defending himself with punches. That would be my guess. Anyway, I just think it's it's always just wild, like... <laughs> Just how how different uh, a story can be depending on who the hell, which side you're hearing. And it's like, well, only one thing happened. And who knows, maybe, maybe they kicked the door down and CM Punk ran up and started punching them. I don't know. Eh, either way. Um, let's see. They did not kick the door open, simply opened the door to engage Punk. Before Matt Jackson could utter a solitary word, Punk, quote, had went off and started throwing sucker punches at Matt's head, the report added. Once Nick, Matt's brother, the other young buck, intervened, Ace Steele, CM Punk's friend and trainer, reportedly interjected himself into the melee, allegedly throwing a chair that struck Nick in the face. I, okay, maybe. As for Omega's involvement, and this is why, I mean, this is classic. To me, this is like classic Kenny Omega, if this is all true. Omega's involvement, Fightful sources noted that the best bout machine was, tr- quote, was trying to remove Larry, CM Punk's dog, which is added parenthetically, from the situation to keep him to help keep him safe because he was barking and going nuts. End quote. After handing Larry off, presumably to Steele's wife, Omega would also join the fight trying to get Steele off of Jackson. This led to Steele biting Omega and pulling his hair, as was previously reported by both Fightful and the Wrestling Observer. The only lighthearted aspect of the altercation, per the elite sources, was when someone joked, he got bit, and someone assumed Punk's Punk's dog bit Omega, only to learn it was allegedly Steele who bit the AEW EVP. The report further added that all sides continued shouting during the altercation, with Punk's side making legal threats to the elite. (sighs) According to an earlier report from Sports Illustrated, quote, the fight went on, for around six minutes before security broke things up. Punk, Young Bucks, Omega, Steel, Michael Nakazawa, 
Brandon Cutler, and Pat Buck have all been suspended for the altercation. AEW has yet to make an official announcement on the timeline of the suspensions, and there is reportedly an ongoing investigation to get additional details from both sides of the fight. As noted earlier, there was no mention of the altercation during Wednesday's AEW Dynamite, even as the promotion vacated the titles held by Punk and the Elite. Yeah. Which is not surprising. And you think, wow, they're not even mentioning these guys. This is, to me, that's the tell. (laughs) To me, that's the tell that's saying, yeah, this is a work. Because they did the same shit with MJF. They never uttered a word about MJF, even seconds after MJF was on screen yelling to, to be fired. They didn't say anything afterwards. They cut to a commercial. They came back. They didn't even say, like, you know, normally if it was a wrestling thing, they'd, they'd say, oh, we apologize, ladies and gentlemen, uh, for the words, uh, blah, 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 blah. And, uh, and, and instead, no mention was made. And it's like, okay, yeah, this is it's a total work. Of course it is. And he'll be back. And he's back. And it was, of course, a total work. Uh, and now it just feels the same the same shit, and I feel like they would, they, they, you know, it seems like I wouldn't, I don't know if I would necessarily do it that way, but that's how they're doing it. And, you know, maybe the maybe the reasoning is, maybe the thought is, hey, we just did this so recently with MJF, people are going to believe it because why would we be so stupid to do the exact same type of, you know, blurring the lines of reality type angle so soon after we did the exact same thing with MJF and also do it with four of the top stars of this company, three of whom are executive vice presidents and, you know, founders of in some way of the company and, and three of the faces of this company and CM Punk is one of the faces of the company too. But (laughs) I don't know. It's, uh, so that's the part that's the part that makes me think like oh man but is it a you know risk reward kind of thing like okay well we disappoint some fans in buffalo and maybe some fans in albany and then fans at arthur ash stadium are going to get the bucks and omega and punk i I don't know or we're never going to see any of them again (laughs) or we'll see most likely uh the elite will return at some point and cm punk will not if in fact this is all quite real but to me, it's just still something. Something's just a little fishy to me. It just seems so sort of arbitrary. Like, where did this even come from? It just, you know, Punk is happy, and then all of a sudden he's really, really mad. I don't know. I don't know, dude. But I'm still, you know, going to keep following the wrestling news, watching it, and... uh you know, it is amazing. And Seth Rollins on his Twitter, WWE's Seth Rollins, who I am not the biggest fan of. He's a very good wrestler. I hate that character of his that comes out and he just goes, <laughs> I can't do his laugh, but it's just like, it's too much. It's too much. And it's so, he feels just so out of place doing it. But anyway, uh, he took to Twitter and said, hey, let's think about what we just had this weekend. If you are a fan of wrestling, 
We had so much good wrestling this weekend, and he pointed out some NXT matches. He pointed out some Clash at the Kingdom matches from the WWE pay-per-view, and he even mentioned the acclaimed and uh, Swerve, that Swerve guy and Keith Lee, which to me, that would have been the highlight of the pay-per-view, by the way. I love the acclaimed. Caster and Bowens are both just going to be... I think they're both going to be huge stars. And Bowens is not like a real big guy, but that dude, he's got the personality. He's just, uh, uh, I don't know, man. I think they're both. Caster is just like, yeah, that dude's that dude's going to be a big star. That dude's going to make a lot of money <laughs> in this business and make a lot of money for some wrestling promoters. Uh, and that's that's been my thought since almost day one. It's like these guys are so fucking good, and uh, and they wrestled this tag team title match, and the whole Chicago crowd was totally behind these guys, totally wanted them to win. If I was backstage, yeah, I was thinking while I was watching it, like, man, if if the acclaimed are not supposed to win these tag titles, fucking <laughs> call an audible, change change it up. Uh, on the fly and you know send word to the referee like hey you guys are winning the titles change of plans like, that's what i would have done anyway because the crowd was white hot for these guys and then just so deflated after they lost but now they're having the tag team title rematch at arthur ash stadium on september 21st <laughs> and in classic annoying wrestling fashion the thing that you wanted to see on the pay-per-view that cost $50 and you didn't get, now you're going to get it for free on the TV show in a couple weeks. Uh, but whatever. I, I don't care. Still worth it. Still a great pay-per-view. Still a lot of fun. But Rollins mentioned those guys. You know, He just mentioned all the great stuff that we saw in like a 48-hour period. And it's true. It's like, wow, yeah. It's a, still a great time to be a wrestling fan no matter what. The fact that there's another wrestling program in prime time and it's been that way for almost three years. TNA tried to do prime time uh, and go head-to-head with Monday Night Raw and they fucking bombed. I think that lasted all of about six weeks maybe, if even that. And that, yeah, that didn't work out. They got a little too big for their britches. And they brought back, you know, oh, we've got Hulk Hogan, we've got Ric Flair, we've got Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, and we've got all these, Jeff Hardy's, like, I remember that, 2010, January 6, 2010, because you know what Raw had? Monday Night Raw had Bret Hart returning to the WWE for the first time since the Survivor Series. Like, dude, I don't care what the fuck's happening over there on TNA, I'm watching, I'm watching Bret Hart in the ring with Shawn Michaels, in the ring with Vince McMahon. Are you fucking kidding me? Uh, so, yeah, that didn't work out so well. But now AEW is like, well, we're not going to fucking just go up head-to-head with Monday Night Raw. We're going to go head-to-head with NXT. And then they kind of beat NXT as far as ratings and demographics. And, you know, AEW uh, Wednesday night is AEW night. <laughs> it's Wednesday. You know what that means. It's AEW. NXT used to be on Wednesdays. Now it's on Tuesdays. AEW, <laughs> that's the only wrestling you'll ever see on a Wednesday as far as I'm concerned. Um, and that's good. That's a good thing because the last time we had a company that was this 
big and had this good of a television deal going up in some way against WWE was WCW. And I remember how happy I was when WCW, oh my God, Vince McMahon bought WCW back in March of 2001. I went out to Rochester to visit like really, really good friends. And all I wanted to do was (laughs) sit on the computer and read wrestling news. Like, oh gosh. And I was so excited because I, oh my God, all my favorite guys from who are, have been in WCW, they're all going to come back to WWF and it's going to be awesome. And uh, boy, oh boy. Well, I mean, some, some of it was awesome, not all of it. And, and, and then over the years, you realize like, oh shit, I really, I, sh- I shouldn't be rooting for a rival company to go out of business because that's what you need is healthy competition where each one's trying to be better than the other. And then when there's no competition and it's just Vince McMahon doing whatever he wants to do, you get Triple H dressed in a mask, fucking a, a corpse in a in a funeral home. <laughs> That's what you get. And it was not, yeah. Even though it was great, you know, Shawn Michaels was around during those years wrestling, and that was awesome. Uh, that was a real treat. And Ric Flair was, st- I mean, you had you had legends. From the Hulk Hogan was having, you know, lots of lots of good stuff happened, but you do have to wonder, like, man, oh man, I wonder if WCW had just stuck around and got a TV deal and straightened their shit out, what would be, what would it look like today? But now we've got AEW, which is it's better than WCW. I mean, WCW had tarnished its own brand so much by the time it was gone that. Nobody wanted it. And then WWE WWE made sure to fucking kick that dead horse. Oh, yeah, we're going to bring back WCW, and it's going to suck. And you're going to hate it even more, and then we're going to get rid of it forever. But we'll still keep their tape library because that's really all that's worth anything so we can show you classic matches from when this company was good. So, okay, <laughs> got it. Um yeah, but now we have AEW, and it's very similar to WCW, good and bad, but it's something. It's another thing to watch, and that's these fanboys who are like, I hope I hope WWE puts AEW out of business. I hope AEW puts WWE out of business. It's like, ugh. And I know they're probably like young, you know, teenagers and 20-somethings, or they're my age and they're just morons. Like, why would you want that? Why would you want either of those companies to go out of business? Those are two great companies. You should want both of them to thrive. And yeah, it might be disappointing when your favorite guy or girl from AEW goes to WWE. And it might be disappointing when your favorite guy or girls go from WWE to AEW. But that's, you know, that's just part of it. That's part of the deal. That's the circle of life in professional wrestling. They're gonna, your favorite guys are going to be there, and then they're going to leave and go to the other company and break your heart. I lived through plenty of that in the 90s with WCW, taking all of my favorite wrestlers away from WWF. Uh, and then, you know what? It ended up being like the best thing that could have happened because then we got Stone Cold, and we got the – if. If all, I mean, if let's say all those guys never, there was no WCW and Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage and Rowdy Roddy Piper and Bret Hart 
and Diesel and whoever all stayed in WWF. You think there'd be a rock? Hell no. That would have probably have never have had a chance to happen. He probably would have been fired like a year later. Like, good luck, kid. <laughs> Honestly. And then Stone Cold Steve Austin probably wouldn't have. I mean, it's it's the best thing that, that happened because we got like more of these huge stars. So that's why you want competition. It brings out the best in these because if, if the company's trying something that sucks, and, you're con- and the competition is doing something better and everybody's flipping the channel of the competition, this is pretty simple stuff. Yeah, guess what? You're either going to sink or swim. You say, okay, our shit's not working. We better fix it up. WWE learned that lesson in the 90s when their shows were pre-taped a month in advance and had, uh, you know, Sparky Holly, the race car driver, taking on uh, the Mantar... <laughs> He's half man, half tar. Half man, half bull, whatever the fuck he was. Uh, You know, the Portuguese man of war, Aldo Montoya, facing off against T.L. Hopper, the wrestling plumber. Oh, that's exciting. Let's see, WCW, what are they doing? Oh, it's live, and there's Hulk Hogan uh, as a bad guy, you know, new new major superstars are oh Rowdy Roddy Piper's now in WCW. Oh, Holland Nash are now here. Oh, this is live and oh my gosh, and they have great wrestling ma- I'll watch this. And then eventually WWE said, Yeah, what we're doing ain't working. We need to fix it. And so their show went from one hour live once every four or five weeks to two hours live every other week to two hours live every single week. And then they did shit that you never thought you'd see in WWE, that Vince McMahon himself, I believe, you know, in any other circumstances, you never would have seen it because he wanted fair, it's family entertainment. And then we got the Attitude Era, which was definitely not for the kids. And, uh, you know, there's plenty of shit that I hate about the Attitude Era, but you can't deny how successful it was. And the stuff happening at WWE with Austin Rock, DX, Vince McMahon as the evil character instead of a broadcaster. It's all like, wow, this is this is I gotta I gotta see what happens every week. And then unfortunately WCW through a number of different reasons just yeah, didn't survive. <laughs> and then we were left with no competition. And now we have some, and so shit is Okay, we got good we've got a good product on either channel and you should want it to stay that way for as long as possible. You should want AEW to be successful and you should want WWE to be successful. And for and for there to also be room for Ring of Honor and TNA and New Japan and anything else. Anybody who's like, I wish this wrestling company would just go out of business. No. People are enjoying it and you don't like it, you can just not watch it. Like I don't know, man. <laughs> you wanted to go out of business. Oh, look at this cat. Aren't you so sweet? Go ahead. Keep scratching on it. It's an old couch. It's fine. There's a big scratching post. Have you seen the scratching post? Big tower. It was like 160 bucks. It's just sitting there. Got all these little nice little nooks to rest and all these pillars to scratch. Yeah, fuck you. Anyway, (laughs) 
I just, I can't, it's like, you know, you always hear like, why don't they just end the Simpsons? It's nothing, nothing close to what it used to be. Well, yeah, no, of course not. Of course it's not, uh, of course it's not what it, what it used to be. It's, it's a 34-year-old show. Why would you think that it's going to be the same as it was in the 90s? But it's clearly still bringing in viewers and people are watching. It wouldn't be on for 34 years if nobody was watching it. So, tell you what. You don't like what they're doing on The Simpsons. You watch something else. I don't watch a lot of Simpsons. And then I catch it sometimes, and I I think, you know, I'm just glad this show's on the air. It's one of my all-time favorite shows. Of course, it's not, it's not even the same show that it was 25 years ago, 30 years ago. But I also don't care, because we can watch those classic shows that I love. And, and then the new shows are not the same, but it's like, wow, still get, Simpsons is still on every Sunday night. When The Simpsons first started, I was the same age as Bart. And my sister was the same age as Lisa. We were in fourth and second grade. And now our kids are older than Bart, <laughs> Bart and Lisa, and it's still on. That's great. And then when it's time for it to end, I mean, the time for Simpsons to be over is when, you know, when the primary uh, voice actors are no longer with us or get to a point where they can't do those voices anymore. I don't want it to, that's the only difference is I just, you know, the Muppets, fine, I get it. You do it forever and there's going to be different Kermits and there's going to be whatever. Uh, okay. Simpsons, I don't I don't want it. I, I hope they don't go that route. But <laughs> you got to think like, well, the Simpsons might not go that route, but Disney would. So... And, and and you know what? If they do, I'm not going to watch it probably, but somebody will, and great. Who gives a shit? But I don't want it to fucking fail or get canceled or go off the air. Just, it's, I don't know. You don't like it? Don't, don't watch it. Same thing with the, I've talked about the video games. Oh, Xbox is going to, the console wars. Why why do you want there to just be one? There should be many and they each console should have games that make you want to buy that console. Yeah, it costs more money if you want to play all the games. You have to have all the consoles. I frankly am happy even though I don't have a PS5. They're putting all this PlayStation games on the on Steam. So it's like, okay. <laughs> I guess I don't really need a PS5. And I know the little controllers are cool and they've got that motion. But anyway, but the fact of the matter is I'm still, I'm st- and, and look, I had, there was one time where I had a PS5 in my cart and I was about to hit purchase. And I said, what am I doing? We just got an Xbox Series X. PS5 is going to be around for a long time. Eventually this damn thing is going to be like, you know half the price even though even though sony is now upping the price for some reason it's like oh yeah that's good a a gaming console that nobody can get their hands on and you're gonna make it (laughs) even harder for the ones that could get their hands on it and now but i guess you know if you if you uh, whatever 
if you could afford 500, I guess you could afford 600 or whatever it's going to be. Anyway, I'm just I'm carrying on about all kinds of crap. But uh, I, I'm, I'm excited to see what's coming up in AEW. I know I'm talking about wrestling a lot. Uh, but it's, you know, this is the time of year where it's, it just gets, uh, it usually picks up with the excitement. Not always. Again, I take you back to 2002. Fall of 2002 was maybe some of the worst programming uh, that WWE has put out as far as Monday Night Raw. Now on SmackDown in 2002, they had some of their best programming when Paul Heyman was running that. And they had Edge and Mysterio as a tag team. They had Angle and Benoit as a tag team. Eddie and Chavo Guerrero. And every week you were getting some combination of those three teams, those six great wrestlers going at it. And usually multiple matches. Maybe it's a maybe it's Eddie Guerrero versus Edge, uh, one thing, and and then maybe next week it's Edge and Mysterio versus the Guerreros, and then the week after it's Benoit and Angle versus the Guerreros, and, and then just go back and forth. And there's just so many good matches, and everybody was watching Smack. More people were watching SmackDown than they were watching Raw, and then uh, and then they put the kibosh on that whole thing because. I think I think Vince was pissed that more people were watching uh, the quote unquote B show than the A show. Anyways, that was oh, were you hungry? What's the matter? You hungry? Huh? No, oh, you're such a nice soft kitty. Anyway, <laughs> I love this guy, this Toby, this cat. This is a sweet fellow. He bit me last night, but. I had it coming. I was petting him and trying to make him comfortable, so I deserved it. I'll tell you what I love, though, is the laser light and having him follow the little laser thing all over the place. And He's mostly just a lump. He just sits there, but you get this laser pen out, and he'll, he'll go a little nutty. He'll go a little nutty. Uh-oh, what do we have here? Is it the laser? Oh, there he goes. Oh, and then and then I'll put it up on a... On the yeah, he'll jump up on the wall. He'll see. Yeah, he'll see the laser pen. Yeah, yeah, go, go ahead, go get it. It's getting away. It's going up the wall. What are you gonna do? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Come on, do it again. Oh, I'm too close to you. Is that what? Oh. <laughs> There's just gonna be. Cat claw marks all over the place on this wall. Little paw prints. We'll have to clean those up. But anyway, oh, there he goes after the. Yeah, it's so fun. I guess I should focus on finishing this podcast before I start playing with the laser pointer with the cat. Oh, it's just too much fun, though. Too gosh darn fun. I love it. I love it. You're a fun fellow to play, but then he stops. He does a few, and then he's just like, Bleh. he's a he's a little. When we got him, the, the, his records, the, the the vet said he was overweight, which I when I I'm like, really, this guy, he's pretty light. Uh, maybe I haven't held a cat in a while. And the last the last uh, six year old I had in my arms was a child, a human child, which is certainly heavier than a cat. So maybe maybe he just feels light as a feather because. The last uh, 
decade and a half or so, uh, the last 13 years or so have been like any, any person that I hold has been a human, a human. Anyway, I, I got to run, but I just wanted to talk about AEW still, you know, uh, more drama to come. And I'll talk about other shit. I'm just, you know, I'm into the wrestling thing, right? I'm always into wrestling. That's like, it's the one thing that I can talk about that I'm like somewhat, I'm not knowledgeable about anything. I, I know nothing. I'm a fool. I'm an imbecile. And when it comes to wrestling, oh my gosh, I'll, I could talk about it all day. Unless it's talking about it with another wrestling fan. Then I just, I can't get out of there fast enough. I, I was at a party over the summer and it's a, some, I didn't know the person, but he was the friend of the host of the party, obviously, as, as most party guests are. <laughs> and it was brought to my attention that he's a big wrestling fan. He's a big AEW fan. But not he'll watch everything, Ring of Honor, New Japan, and blah, 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 blah. But not WWE. And I was like, oh, okay, I, I see you. I got it. And he was a really, really nice guy. Like really easy to talk to, super nice guy. But I, I was and he start, and he was like, he was asking me. He was like, so who are your favorite wrestlers? You know, what what kind of blah 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 blah. And uh and and I I kind of I kind of waited for something to interrupt because I'm like I don't want to I don't I just I don't know I it's weird right like I don't want to talk to wrestling fans about wrestling I don't mind talking to my friends about wrestling I just it's strange I don't like talking to I don't think I like talking to anybody about anything and especially shit that I actually like. It's weird. Like if I go to a party and there's somebody who's really into wrestling and I don't know them, but we have this common thing that we both are into and I, you know, we could be like, oh, wow, cool. So you're, yeah, I'm into wrestling. Oh, who are your favorites? What's your, you know, and talk about different stuff. And I just kind of, I kind of like passively just sort of shut the conversation down. He started out, who's your favorite wrestler in AEW? And I'm like, oh. And I'm like, I, I just feel like I'm going to, it's just, I'm going to be judged based on what I say. And I, you know, I love MJF. I love Britt Baker. Kenny Omega is probably my favorite. I enjoy CM Punk, Brian Danielson. Uh, the Acclaimed, obviously, are like high on my list. I fucking love those guys. Uh, Orange Cassidy's fun. Uh, Jamie Hayter, I like, and 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 uh, Hikaru Shida, and Riho, and all these, but I don't want to like, I don't know, I don't know. And I even told him about like, oh, here's how I became a wrestling fan. We got a pay per view, WrestleMania Eight. I wasn't even supposed to have it, and it, it was free on the cable. Th- this guy was already like, he was looking away, like, how do I, how do I get out of this? Con-? So he was feeling the same way, and I'm like, hey, eh, you know what? You don't give a shit about how I get into wrestling. I don't know that I'm too interested in how you got into wrestling. Let's just move on from this. And we talked about other things, not much. You know, I'd see a little chit chat here and there, and that was fine. Also, maybe it was like that was the first major like social engagement that I went to since COVID. And it was just like, oh my God, there's a lot of people. There's very, 
it's very, very busy. A lot of people. What do I say? Where do I stand? Who do I talk to? How do I talk? How do I, what do I do to say words? How do I say these words? Yeah, I don't know. <sighs> Anyways, that's going to do it. We've talked a lot about wrestling. I really had no point other than to just talk about it some more. Just hear my own voice. Uh, more, more conversations to come. And we'll talk to you next time right here on the Birthday Boy Podcast. Later, Gators.